Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're listening to this podcast, and you are, you're most probably listening through a pair of headphones, which means I have the perfect sponsor with the perfect product for you. It's Studio, and they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones. It's not just a techie utility device, but also a stylish accessory. Generally, fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and the high-tech ones are bulky and not design-orientated. Studio bridge that gap while emphasizing sleek, modern Scandinavian design. They've created a product that matches the quality of even the highest rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. To get a 15% discount on any of their wares, go to studiosweden.com, which is spelled S-U-D-I-O Sweden.com, and simply put in the code DTD when purchasing a pair of headphones. Oh, and they make the perfect gift for Christmas. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15th, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today we speak to Ali O'Grady about loss, compassion and thoughtfulness. A Walk by Taishko, real name Scott Hansen, was released on Ghostly International Records in 2011. It's one of those minor electronic classics that has been sampled on at least 16 records to date.
was the last time you felt vulnerable and why was that? Oh, the last time I felt vulnerable was recently I shared a story on my Thoughtful Human social media accounts and website about my experience with grief. I'm calling it grief year six. For me, it was very personal and vulnerable uh, to share my experience and try to portray it in a way so that people, they don't see it as a, as a woe is me story, but really can see that this is, you know, grief for me is an ongoing struggle. I'm just now in year six, starting to let go and create more space uh, for happiness in my life um, as I'm able to let go of some of the pain and specific memories that I have throughout um, my experience losing my father to cancer. Apart from the very obvious grief and loss that you're going to feel in a situation like that, what insights could you draw from that terrible experience? Yeah, you know, I actually said at his service, and I still believe this to be true in a lot of ways, that there isn't a lot of good that can come of his passing because he was such an extraordinary human that I know would have done so many incredible things with the rest of his life. That said, um, if I can if I can put a positive on it or, or some kind of silver lining, the, the way that it has transformed me and made me able to, um, I mean, the way it's made me able to empathize with others who've lost people and just open myself up about the experience and, I mean, create this whole brand and invite other people to talk about their pain. And just in my own personal relationships, the people who have reached out or that I have reached out to because of it has been really a surprising and beautiful experience and journey along the way. So even though your father died, you can still smile and realize that you can have some elements of growth actually from that experience. Definitely elements of growth. It has, it has shaped me in um, countless ways. The smiling, it depends on the day and the situation. That has been a long process. Um, but yes, I will say that at this point, I can definitely, I can definitely look back and smile at, I mean, at him and all of our memories and um, in and where where I've landed today. According to a new World Health Organization study, not only are depression rates significantly higher in affluent nations, but they're on the rise. Why do you think that is? That we're looking at a situation whereby 2020 depression and anxiety will be the second leading cause of disability in the world. Yeah, uh, I think it's, I mean, it's a huge problem. I think social media and the internet in general has created this total false sense of connection, right? Where everyone is looking at each other's highlight reels and comparing themselves and lacking the actual, uh, the actual human connection behind it, I think. Um... How can we help to combat that? You know, we're living in this world where everybody is increasingly interconnected. I can tweet Donald Trump. I can tweet a Hollywood star. My mother is seconds away from um, FaceTiming me or sending me a video on WhatsApp. 
But why? So if we're so interconnected, and we have this personal show reel, as you said, which is just our best clips, how can we feel more truly connected to each other? Yeah, I think it's about asking the real questions, the hard questions, and I think it's a lot about consistency. Uh, showing up when it's not convenient, especially when it's not convenient, and showing people again and again. Give us an example of that, because we so value our time, don't we? If you're yeah. saying show up when it's inconvenient, yeah, that feels like an intrusion. Yeah, um, it's definitely hard in practice. Like you say that you're there for people. I say it all the time. And what does that actually mean? You know, somebody. I mean, you have to walk the walk. People, when you're depressed and somebody actually is reaching out to you, and let's say they call you and you're you're walking into a dinner or you're in the middle of your Friday night or whatever it is,、um, that's actually taking the time to to stop and be there for someone in that moment, even if that means sacrificing something that's going on for you personally, which I think. Uh, it's a lot easier said than done, but those are the moments and the times that that people remember, and that actually、uh, breed that connection and that trust that allow people to be vulnerable and、uh, continue to、um, be authentic and actually reach out when they're in those low moments. How do you spot the signs that someone is maybe feeling isolated or vulnerable? Because Many times they don't even realize it themselves, do they? Yeah, I, I don't think you spot it. I think you ask. That's the whole idea behind my brand. I think that there is a, a huge assumption that people who are struggling and hurting will pick up the phone and reach out. And people think, you know, I don't want to bother them. They'll talk about it if they want to talk about it. And I think that's totally false. It's not easy to spot. It is up to us to ask the people around us and to ask them again and again because that that first or second time, you know, if you've ever been,、um, I know I've been in, you know, a really bad place on different occasions, and somebody asks you how you're doing, and you know, just like I said with the dinner example, I'm not going to burden somebody who I think is too busy to actually listen to my. Problems,、uh, but if somebody is demonstrating consistently that they care and that they are going to be there, then you're much more inclined to actually open up and actually、uh, share in those really raw moments. So I don't think you spot it. I think you ask and you you come up with、uh, honest and creative ways to create that space again and again for people to communicate. Tell me one thing, one trait that thoughtful people, thoughtful humans, all share. That all thoughtful humans share.、Um, I mean, the ability to empathize, I think, is really critical. It's it's tabling how you feel about something sometimes, and、uh, I know that can also have its effects on people. You don't want to over empathize in a way that is, you know, debilitating. Uh, or inhibiting your own life, but being able to really put aside your opinions and how you would feel in a situation, and really, really get into somebody's mindset and、uh, try to think through their experience on a day-to-day basis. Attitudes around isolation, vulnerability, and depression are changing.、Um, back in our parents, or、well, definitely our grandparents. Uh, generation, there's a massive stigma 
to do with anything to do with mental health. And though we're not at some kind of nirvana state now, things are moving in the direction where people are starting to recognise it as um, a health issue and not a weakness. Mm -hmm. One of the things is kind of helping, or at least signposting this change, is the fact that artists are now writing about suicide or loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us what Logic's song on suicide means to you. Yeah, when I heard that song... And I actually saw, uh, he performed it at the MTV VMAs, which I thought was so cool and powerful for especially young adults who uh, struggle with, with a lot of these issues. Um, that song to me is uh, really awesome in the way that it, I think, is helping educate people on how someone who is depressed and struggling is thinking. It's uh, it's this internal dialogue um that I think is running, you know, just over and over again in people's heads, this idea, um, you know, he says, my life, my life doesn't matter. I know it. I know it. It's, um, it's really conveys and kind of the, the urgency and repetition of those types of thoughts and this desperation for someone to reach out and just ask that question. He says, uh, you know, nobody's calling my phone. Where you been? Where you at? What's on your mind? Like nobody cares about me. I think uh, it's really important for people to hear to hear that and understand that that is really what's going on when so many people are sitting there silently. I've been on a low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. I feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? Woo! I've been on a low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. I feel like my life ain't mine. I don't want to be alive. They think they know it I've been praying for somebody To say me no one's heroic And my life don't even matter I know it, I know it I know I'm hurting deep down But can't show it I never had a place to call my own I never had a home Ain't nobody calling my phone Where you been, where you at What's on your mind They say every life precious But nobody care about mine I've been on the low I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine Who can relate? I've been on the low I've been taking I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It 
feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? I've been on a low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. I finally wanna be alive. Much to my chagrin, when you said to me uh, this song by Logic, I didn't know Logic and I didn't know this song, but of course I did know the song. What I didn't realise was what a powerful um, rendition it was about mental anguish about feeling isolated and then you watch the video and it tells an amazing story um, of a guy who a young man who's struggling with um, feelings of isolation around the fact that he feels some level of discomfort sorry about his homosexuality and then for it to be discovered the way the way that it was and and he and here's the truth Ali I adore music and that's one of the reasons why I do this show. Um, Being of West Indian origin, our culture is kind of built around music, but I don't really listen to lyrics. For me, the human voice is just another instrument. So most of the songs that I listen to, I don't know really what they're singing about. So I had no idea that this song, which this piece of music, sorry, that I knew, had such a powerful message. Yeah. Yeah, I always think that's interesting about songs. Um, I think, you know, you can look at it. When somebody sends me a song, I say, what am I listening to? Am I listening to instrumental? Am I listening to lyrics? Or am I, is it just a feeling and a mood that, that you want me to, to listen to? So you can definitely look at them a lot of different ways. So you're a thoughtful human. Tell me about the company that you founded. Well, let's be clear. I am not necessarily the thoughtful human. I aspire to be a thoughtful human, um, which is uh-huh. what the whole brand is about. It's about creating tools uh, and messages to enable people to do that. Uh, they're card series that help people show up consistently through difficult things. Um, One of the things which I found really kind of interesting about your range was it wasn't just, dare I say it, um, deep condolence cards. Mm -hmm. You know, someone's died, dare I say, let's just throw them a card and then just like shuffle off. Tell us about some of the other areas around um, just reaching out use an Americanism or being there or being thoughtful for uh, for other people that you actually have. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I have a series on cancer and chemo, but uh, can generally be applied to any sort of disease. I have one uh, for rehab and addiction-related issues. I have one, like you mentioned, on grief or generally depression. Um, I also have some more lighthearted ones. I have one around long-distance relationships, helping people stay connected and... Um, and but is it, isn't that uh, here's uh-huh. one right as somebody who has spent the last three years bouncing between the UK and the US uh-huh. right I thought dare I say it cough cough <laughs> FaceTime was the thing that you needed to keep a long distance relationship going if you get my yeah. point so this isn't um, you know I don't think anybody should use cards in isolation I don't think this is the end all be all by any mm-hmm. means for supporting each other. This is a stepping stone. And for us in this digital age, it's really interesting, you know, because people do think that they're like, okay, send a text, send an email, uh, Facebook someone. But I mean, I don't know what your face looks like when you get a handwritten note in the mail and you realize it's not a bill and you realize that somebody took the time to find your address and a stamp and write something down. But uh, it certainly holds holds a different weight uh, in my experience and from a lot of people that I talk to. So I think there's there's definitely value. Um, it also, it demonstrates the time thing, right? So we're, you know, you were willing to give, to spend that time. It wasn't this uh, one-off convenient message. It's something that you really had to go out of your way to do, which really um, demonstrates, you know, how much you value a relationship. And I suppose you can even show how much you value an employee because one of the surprising things I saw is one of the one of the uh, areas you have is employee support why did you come up with such uh, an eclectic list of areas that you thought you know what you can send a card for that yeah so I really wanted you know this is not at all the end of the topics that I'll be covering but I really wanted to launch um and show the breadth of, of subjects and types of things from the very serious to the little bit lighter. I was really interested in the employee support series because I think it's another area um, just culturally where we are afraid to, um, especially in the Silicon Valley and Bay Area, um, really get to know and humanize, I think, our our employees in, in this boss employee relationship and I think it's so important I think for the sustainability of a company and um, for the employees themselves to really understand and appreciate that person's work where they're coming from where they're trying to go and recognize the sacrifices that everyone is making when you're literally spending you know the vast majority of your life you know giving to someone else's company to make someone else successful how do we talk about that how do we encourage how do we motivate and appreciate in that situation do you think you could do a series for podcast interviews (laughs) sure sure uh let me think on that do you think they might be so devastated after my <laughs> intrusive questions that they need support or am I just saying maybe we you? at least a support group maybe they could uh we could throw them in with with your past uh guests Ali O'Grady thank you for coming on to Friday and 15 and telling us how we all can be that little bit more thoughtful 
and how we can touch people who might feel isolated or vulnerable. But just before you completely uh, go, why don't you tell us where people can purchase your wonderful wares from? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can hop over to thoughtfulhuman.co and build your bundles. You can customize them however you like. That's the whole idea is you can make it relevant to you and choose the designs that are most uh, applicable to your relationship. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You Are by American Grunsters Nirvana was written by frontman Kurt Cobain. And though an undoubted classic, its similarity to the Killing Jokes 80s has dogged the song's reputation since its 1992 release.
Strawberry Letter 23 was written and composed by Shoggy Otis in 1971 from his album Freedom Flight. This is the best known version which was recorded in 1977 by the brothers Johnson and was produced by Quincy Jones. Facebook by simply typing in Friday 15. You can also find us on Twitter where you can follow me where I'm at Royfield spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D. Now every Thursday you can jump onto Twitter and tweet me and nominate a song for me to put into this week's Friday 15. iTunes reviews folks are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go onto iTunes and write us a a glowing review and don't forget finally you can email me on royfield spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d at gmail.com see you all again in seven days time for more good music and great conversation hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.